Uh, we're going to be reading out of the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 14, and we're going to be reading verses 22 through 33. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side. And while he dismissed the crowds, and he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. The first step out on faith is usually the hardest. But the second step out on faith is usually the one that leads to victory. To overcoming the obstacles and the barriers that are actually in front of us. So yesterday, uh, Julie and I finally decided to tackle this project that's just been hanging over our heads. Um, almost a couple months ago, uh, one of the fence posts and our fence in the backyard um, rotted out and broke off near the base of the post, right at the ground level. And the fence has just slowly been kind of uh, collapsing inwards as that post no longer had any sort of stability to hang up that section of the fence. And we'd gotten to the point that we had to start just kind of bracing it up because we just hadn't set time aside to work on it. So yesterday, on probably the hottest day that we could have picked, we decided to finally fix this fence post. And so uh, we detached the different panels that were, uh, that were attached to it. Uh, we started to dig it out, and we got a couple shovelfuls down, and then we found out that the post had been cemented into the ground. Now, I don't know about y'all, I don't personally own a jackhammer. All we had was an iron digging bar. And for the majority of the morning and a good part of the afternoon, with a small break in the middle to go to Dairy Queen, we hacked and chipped away at this block of concrete buried into the ground with no idea how deep this was supposed to go to the point that we wondered if we were ever going to get through it, if we are going to have to figure out something else, uh, what were we going to do to finally get this fence post fixed? 
And so we finally had taken on the task of, of fixing this problem that had been hanging over our heads. But have you all ever gotten to a situation that you get a couple steps into it and you find out that you bit off a lot more than you can chew? That was kind of the, the feeling of resignation that we had in that moment. But at the same point, we realized that there's no going back now. We're going to have to fix the fence in some way today. We can't go back to the way that it was, to broken fences and dogs being able to get out and kids being able to get out. We're going to have to do something today. And so we just kept chipping away and just kept chipping away. Now, I don't think this is too unlike the situation that we read about in the gospel today. And it's a unique circumstance in Jesus' ministry because Jesus shows us a couple different things right at the very beginning. As we talked about last week, the feeding of the 5,000, Jesus looked upon the crowds and had compassion on them, and he fed them. And the disciples had asked him earlier if it was time to dismiss the crowd so that they could get food. But as Jesus made sure that now they had as much bread and as much fish as they needed, Jesus waited around and he listened to them and he healed them and he stayed with them until they were done. And he dismissed them at the time that it was ready for everybody to go find somewhere to sleep. And he had sent the disciples ahead. And and you imagine that Jesus had done this for a reason because Jesus had been looking for a little bit of solitude. He'd been looking uh, for a little bit of time to himself to pray, to think, to process everything that had gone on from uh, the miracle right now to the death of John the Baptist right before this. Jesus needed a moment and sent the disciples ahead. And I almost get the feeling that Jesus could, could look over the whole lake. Jesus could look over the whole Sea of Galilee and see what was happening. He could see the winds kind of coming out of the, the valleys and the canyons blowing across the lake, starting to pick up. And I imagine he could see the boat that the disciples were in starting to get pushed further and further into the middle of the lake. And the waves, as they were buffing up, and as the waves, they started washing. Jesus knows exactly what these disciples do in the middle of storms in the Sea of Galilee. Just five chapters before, Jesus had slept in the front of the boat during very such storm, where they woke him up, convinced that they were all going to die. And Jesus woke up to stand in the front of the boat to calm the wind and the waves. But this time, Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus didn't calm the storm that was raging all around them. Jesus decided to walk right into the middle of it. As he begins to step out on the waves and the water and walks across the sea to where their boat is pitching as their boat is churning in the waters and he comes up right in the midst of the storm that's churning around them And says, do not be afraid. Now, obviously the disciples are pretty terrified. They're they're incredibly afraid of this person walking towards them. Uh, They think it's a ghost. And they cry out in terror. To the which Peter responds, Jesus, if that's really you, command me to come out to you 
on the water. Now, Peter faces a decision. And it's the same decision that Julie and I have to face when we decided to tackle this project. And it's the same decision that any one of us faces in our lives any times we try to come up against a barrier or an obstacle or a step out on faith or a project that sits before us. That first choice is, are we actually going to start this? Are we actually going to take that first step? Are we actually going to begin the journey that's necessary in order to see this done, in order to see this accomplished? He has to decide to take the first step. And so Peter does what nobody else in the boat does. Peter steps out onto the water. And he begins to move towards Jesus. But that first step out on faith, though it may be the hardest step we take, that second and third continuing steps are the ones that actually lead to the victory. Actually lead to overcoming the storms and the obstacles that sit in front of us. Julie and I could have sat there and chipped away at that pile of rock all afternoon long with no idea what was going to happen. And we face the same decision that Peter faced here in this moment and the same decision that any of us face when we come up against an obstacle or adversity in our lives. We've started the step out on faith. Now are we going to continue it? Are we going to take that next step that's necessary to reach Jesus, to reach the breakthrough, to reach the outcome in which Jesus has intended for us? Now Peter, he begins to get distracted by the wind, by the waves that are around him. He starts to look to the left and the right. But I want to give Peter a little bit more credit than we ever have before in this story. Any other time that I've preached it. And the credit that I want to give Peter is Peter does not turn around. Peter does not go back. Peter does not give in to that temptation that every single one of us comes to when we, when we encounter adversity, when we encounter obstacles in our lives, where we think that it's easier just to go back to the way that it was. It happened to the Israelites when it's in the wilderness. It happened to me in my backyard yesterday afternoon. And it happens to each and every one of us, the temptation to go back to the way things used to be. And that's that second point in every step out on faith. Are we willing to say, yes, we are going to continue and to take that second and that third step? Now, it's true that Peter began to get distracted. Peter began to see the wind and the waves around him. But here's the thing. Peter had made it so far that he had reached close enough to Jesus that immediately when he cried out for him, Jesus reached out and grabbed him. Jesus would have at least had to take two or three steps more towards him if he had tried to turn around in that moment. It's the second and the third and the fourth steps out on faith that give us the confidence to keep walking forward. That first step gets us over the biggest hurdle, but those second, third, and fourth steps, those next steps are the ones that carry us to the victory. I had moments yesterday where I was thinking, maybe I just need to move the hole. Maybe I just need to dig a new hole 
But then I realized the existing panels on the fence wouldn't fit the way that they needed to. And so we kept chipping away at this block of concrete in the ground until finally, at about 3.30 in the afternoon, we finally chipped off that one piece that I noticed the remainder of the post in the hole began to move. And I saw that one sign that I needed to realize that we needed to keep pushing forward. Every problem in our lives, every obstacle, every bit of adversity that we face, they can never stand up to steps out in faith that keep moving forward. We are only overcome, we are only defeated when we stop, when we stand still, when we get distracted, or we try to turn around. Our journey in faith is a total commitment to forward motion to continuing to reach out and to step on those squishy, mushy, scary, churning waves that are in front of us as we're trying to walk out to Jesus. And if we just get close enough sometimes to where we can cry out, immediately Jesus is there to grab us, to hold us. And we see the breakthrough that truly changes everything. And you know what was amazing? about that block of concrete in the ground that I'd been chipping away at all afternoon is when that one final piece broke free and I was able to start wiggling the the remainder of the post that was in the hole and I pulled it out. There was still enough stability in the hole that I was able to put the new post right into the hole that was already prepared for it. It was already ready for a new thing. This thing that I thought I was fighting against the entire afternoon ended up being the foundation of a new thing. And I think that happens in our lives so often. The adversity that we end up overcoming, the obstacles that we end up walking through, end up becoming the foundation of faith and encouragement that we need in order to keep moving forward. It becomes that foundation of that new thing that God is doing in our lives. The first step out on faith is often the hardest. But it's the second step that leads to the victory. As the band starts to come back out to help close us out today, I want to pray for us as we imagine what those steps look like for us this week. To where maybe we can start a new step out on faith. Or maybe there's a second step that we just need a little bit more encouragement to take. Will you pray with me this morning? Almighty and precious God, we do give you thanks. God, we give you thanks that you are not only the God of the wind and the waves, but God, you are the God of us. That you come to us no matter what storm is churning around us. Lord, you call us out to show us that even the most unstable, even the most uncertain of ground underneath our feet always leads to you. Lord, you call us to take that first step out on faith, but God, you remain at that point to allow us to keep taking a second and a third and a fourth, to keep walking towards you close enough, Lord, to where we can grab and reach out and to touch you. You have called us to do difficult things. Lord, you have called us to do things that seem impossible But you are the God who is already out in the midst of that lake and that storm and that way. 
that realizes that we can at least come to you. And Lord, we get distracted at times. And Lord, we, we come to a point to where we can start sinking, but never allow us to turn backwards. Allow us to realize that our journey in our faith always carries us forward. And God, when we keep stepping forward, when we keep walking towards you, there is no adversity, there is no obstacle, there is no rock or no sea that can stand up to a step out in faith that continues to walk towards you. Allow us to feel that hope. Allow us to feel that assurance this week as we take steps from here to continue in our faith and in your way and in your kingdom this week. As we pray this all in Jesus' name, amen.